Welcome to another episode of Jibber Jabber Podcast. I'm your host and as always joined by the mainstay J-Mac and today we're embarking on an exhilarating journey into the world of one of the most influential science fiction films of all time, Robocop. Robocop isn't just a movie, it's a cultural touchstone that has left an indelible mark on... F- fuck you laughing at. I'm just laughing at you, the fact that you're clearly plagiarising our intros and it's hilarious, man. Oh, untrue, oh, untrue. You're, you're thesaurus in the fucking everything. <laughs> <clears throat> I am not a plagiaristic person. Is that a right word to say? Aye. Let's go with that. Aye, but I definitely haven't stole this. Google it, you'll, you'll find it anyway. And it, so, um, <clears throat> on the sci-fi genre and beyond, from its gritty depiction of a dystopian future to its to its wit, J-Mac, because you're obviously reading the same thing as me. I, I can't find it, mate. I just googled hell out it there and I was like, nah, nah. Original content by Kevin Wells. As always. <laughs> to its biting social commentary, this film challenged conventions and raised profound questions about the intersection of humanity and technology. In this deep dive, we'll peel back the layers of Robocop. Who else deep dive Robocop? And understand its origins, explore its legacy, and examine its continued relevance in today's world. We'll dissect the visionary filmmaking of Paul Ver... It's like Beethoven, but it's like Verhoeven. So we're going to call him Ver Beethoven. And groundbreaking practical effects that brought the iconic cyborg police officer to life. Without further ado, let's begin this extraordinary deep dive into the world of Robocop. Thank you for joining us and let's get started. And Google that because you'll find it nowhere. <laughs> I plagiarize nothing, man. I'm original as they come. It's just that good, man. It's just that Thanks, good. Mate. I'm, I, Thanks, I thought mate. I was the I thought I was the good writer at the two is, but you're just kicking my ass. Oh, it's not so much writing. I'm just going with uh, what we're doing here. I just kind of describe us. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Let's yeah. Well, keep doing it, man. It's working well. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, aye. So, um, by the way, wasn't a hoot revisiting Robocop? Oh, I never oh. know. Oh, oh, you got your wee guy? He's over there. Uh, really? <laughs> Thanks, Streech. <laughs> uh, it, it really was uh, a blast to revisit. I haven't watched it for a while, actually. It's not, it's not one of these films. <laughs> like, I can't believe you found that in a charity shop, man. That's amazing. I don't think um, it was a charity shop. Where did I find this? No, it was. No. It was in. It was a charity shop, and it was in a big, a big bucket full of old toys. And you just, you, you Kevin, that you just went, oh, fucking. <laughs> it wasn't a charity shop. It wasn't what it was. No, no. What it was, it was a guy. Basically, I think he was going around just collecting old shit, and he opened a wee shop that was not new stuff, but it wasn't a charity shop by any state. It, it's probably stolen motorbikes and shit. I don't even think it exists. It was before lockdown. And I went in there and this was here and I was like, motherfucker. And then I pressed this and was like, I've got to have it. Still makes a noise. That's really loud. Is it? No. <laughs> I was wondering. Oh, no, I'll need to replace his battery. No, the battery's gone. Is, <laughs> well, the it fact take, been... does, does, it take, does it take the wee watch battery? Or is it? Uh, yeah, right, right, right up the back. Look. The thing is, though, that battery must have been in there since when it was made. This was a 1996 collection thing, toy. So so that battery can't have been replaced. Nobody's looked after that. And I've, I've got stuff where I've had it for a long time. You go in, you open it up, and the battery has corroded. And you're like, no, and now you can't put batteries in it. I've got a few things like that. I don't know. I don't know how badly those batteries corrode compared to your standards. Kind of triple well, and clearly no, because he's still talking, man. Look at Peter Weller here. 
Still looking good, my man. Still looking good. So he's going to take the mantle for this episode. Just sitting up there in a wee candle. See, before we actually get into the movie, I'd like to just say, by the way, I loved Robocop as a kid, which brings me to the marketing. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I had all the toys, the, the t-shirts, it all, right? Uh, and I did watch it very young because I had an older brother who let me see it. But, you know, when you think I had all the toys and I had all this, the gear to go with it, like, yeah. it was totally marketed for kids. I mean, certainly... I wouldn't say the movie itself was marketed yeah. to kids, but the merchandising would certainly push kids towards it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, yeah. Which, I mean, I texted you earlier on about this, but uh, I said to the missus, right, I'm going to be gone for the rest of the night. This was at about like five o'clock. So I'm going to go in and watch the movie and do whatever prep I'm going to do. Uh, she's like, what is it you're watching? I said, Robocop. She's like, well, take, take Murray in with you. Murray's nine. It's like, take Murray in with you. He'll, he'll, he'll enjoy that. I said, I'm not showing Murray Robocop. It's like, oh no. I said, because it's really, really violent. And it, like I've showed him commando and stuff like that, and that's that's fine. Yeah, uh, you get away with that. Although it's really violent, there's not actually that much in the way of blood and guts in it. This film is absurd <laughs> with the, the violence that's in it. And she was like, Is it that bad? And then I showed her the uncut scene. I, I pulled it up on YouTube, the uncut Ed 209 versus Mr. Kinney scene. And uh, uh, I showed her that, and she was like, she, her face literally dropped. She was like, "I do uh, not remember that." And I was like, "Hi, it's uh, it's pretty violent." She went, "Right, fair enough." So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll have we'll probably have discussions about the the theatrical release versus director's cut and stuff like that as well. Well, so. by the way, I have that through there as well. It's a big, nice Blu-ray set I've got of um, RoboCop. But w- one thing I was acutely aware of while I was watching it, and it was very much that. Robocop could have been one of those really bad movies. Oh, 100%. It, it has it all the makings, right? It sh- but I think it, it was just been, done too well. It absolutely should have been a bad movie. And like it, it is, or it, it really could Some have been. Some of the dialogue movie. is gash. Some of the dialogue, oh, I'm like. I love the dialogue. It's, uh, I, what's the, the part where he's like going, ah, and all this stuff's going everywhere, and they're like, Oh yeah, did you hear about the blah blah? blah. Oh, I was gonna go there. <laughs> like, no, are you? Shut <laughs> up, man! You just—that's just any dialogue. That's just any dialogue. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I can't remember that. The wee scene where he's remembering that um, he's he's lying there and he's starting to remember, so that the pencil starts going mental, right? Oh, and yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And the two wee cops are just sitting there by the computer, eating KFC, drinking a coke. But the dialogue between them, I'm like, yeah, fatter's pish, man. That, that you, was just there for the sake of it. Do you know what you I know found? What I, mean? that I, w- I wasn't even listening to the dialogue. I was just watching Aye. him in the background, wondering Aye. why the fuck they never noticed all the rattling and banging before <laughs> they did. They're too busy talking about <laughs> pish, man. He's like, oh, yeah, did you hear? Did you hear over on 4th Street there was a bit of a blah, blah, blah? He's like, oh, yeah, I was going to go there, too. <laughs> it's like, no, you weren't going to go there. I, I was going to go there and all. <laughs> I was gonna go there. I think, I think we, we should we should just redub every film with Scottish or American man. It'd be amazing. Oh, um, I, there's a scene as well that's very much like um like Samurai Cop. It's obviously they're they're heading towards the the first shootout with mm. the van. It's just it put me right into see if he's showing up, man. Oh yeah, that's what we need to expendable Samurai Cop, RoboCop, <laughs> Terminator. I think yeah. um. It, the film should have been a B movie, and I think with the wrong person at the helm, it really 
probably would have been, but I think um, it, the director was extremely well chosen in this in this particular case. But Paul uh, Paul Verhoeven's he's quite a he's one of these directors that people love him. You love him or hate him, sort of thing. Um, well, he has made other good movies. Hollow Man was no bad. I liked Hollow Man with Bacon. Eh? Hollow Man was actually again should have Starship been just a terrible should have been a terrible B movie. Uh, um, Hollow Man, a, 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 a psychopathic invisible man. Have um, we stumbled across something here that Verhoeven has can basically take Samurai Cop and make it Robocop? I'd, I would never want that to happen to Samurai Cop. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? That he could do that with, with that type of movie. Uh, I, th I think he's uh, he definitely well, you look his finger on the pulse. Well, look at these movies that he should have he should have had. Total Recall, mate. Basic mm -hmm. Instinct. So these are yeah. all movies that could have been Gash. He's the guy that could have been Gash. Speaking of could have been Gash, I wasn't a big fan of uh, Basic Instinct. <laughs> the only the only scene that I actually liked was a bit that was had a bit of Gash, you know. <laughs> ah. <yeah. clears throat> um, so, aye, it's um, it's a film that that really could have just died a death and be, I don't know, just ground up into toxic waste. You know, but sure, girls, uh, uh, awful, awful film. Uh, um, so he's not, he's not a hundred percent her. He does strike out every now and again. Um, but sure, girls. Anyway, but we'll, 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 we'll get into all that. <laughs> uh, he's, um, he could have most definitely, but I, I think there's something to big verbatim. Let's call him Beethoven. Beethoven. And um, by the way, does everybody watching here tonight realize J Mac for the purely for this show? Has went and done a Peter Weller. Where is he? Look. <laughs> I, I, it was a nice day today, and my hair was all over the place. I was like, you know what? Bugger it, it's coming off. So Robopod. <laughs> off it came. <laughs> I was I was really tempted to robo like actually give myself the Robocop and just shave it up to there um just for the show. But um I did it at about three o'clock this afternoon. I wasn't up for walking about like that for six hours. Uh, waiting to come on this, so uh, yeah, it all came one, off. Uh, one thing as well, I want to kind of show everyone before we get right into the meeting. Well, not exactly the bones, eh? But the meeting into this episode is our good friends over at Cult Screenings. Dead Mouse Productions are doing a, a documentary on Robocop called Robodoc. Mm -hmm. They've also done You're So Cool, Brewster. They've done the story of it, Pet Cemetery. So they're really oh, good at congrats, the documentaries. Congrats to those guys I know, on, and they on just, the Chainsaw they just, Award. Yeah, they uh, just won an award with Fangoria. It was fucking awesome. And well-deserved. Great documentary. Um, I, I remember when the documentary came out and uh, somebody had commented on it on Amazon, I think, saying, uh, you're, you're only really going to enjoy this if you're really into it. And I... Yeah. Well, you'll only really enjoy this one if you're into Robocop. So I'm going to play a quick wee teaser to kind of get you hyped up for what we're about to talk about, but for what they will be talking about when it comes out. All right. Are you ready? Are you rolling? Test, test, test. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Robodoc, the creation of Robocop, is coming soon, and until then... Stay out of trouble. Man, we were making something. That is Robocop. That looks epic, right? 
it can't not be. It can't not right. be epic. It's got the right people behind it again, just like Robocop. So, um, and by the way, I've heard Peter Well Peter Weller's a bit of a welper. <laughs> Allegedly. From I feel like I need to say that on every fucking show. <laughs> from Kevin says something, I need to go. Allegedly. From several sources. Can you fly, Bobby? Can you fly, Bobby? Can you fly, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> Is it not? I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, that actually excited getting on my tits after a while. I don't know about you. But, uh, <laughs> well, 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 by the way, the I don't so as a as a normal person, and I'm sitting at home and, and that would be on TV. And someone said, I buy that for a dollar. You wouldn't see me going, ah! <laughs> but the guy in the shop, as he's watching it, he's finding that funny as hell. Yeah. And they get it. So like, that's not that funny. He just said he'd buy it for a dollar. Like, there's nothing funny that guy's I like, think, I think it's maybe, again, this whole film is very satirical. I think that's maybe just a satire on how shit sitcoms actually are. Because uh, um, it, it was terrible. Apparently, when Nancy Allen, who plays Lewis in the film, uh, when she showed up on, on set, for her first day of film, and they were actually filming one of those scenes, and she was like, uh, "What the fuck have I signed up for?" <laughs> she was like, "I think they've gave this to the wrong director." <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, but you might hear my voice crackling every now and again. I'm literally just over COVID. It's still lingering in the back of my throat a wee bit, but yeah. it was a it was a it was a bugger this time. Um, it was uh, worse worse it was than I had it the first time. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, J Mac. Tell I'm the fine back. folk about your first introduction to Robocop. What is that? <laughs> I feel like I've just been left alone so Kevin can just deal with something. So there we go. Solo show. Um, I actually, I wish I could remember my introduction to Robocop. I think the problem is that I've seen it when I was way too young. Uh, as Kevin was talking about a minute ago. Marketed to kids when it when it shouldn't have been, and I mean the violence in this film is is really over the top. So there's no way I should have watched it when I was as young as I was. Now, if I was to hazard a guess, I would say that I seen RoboCop when I was seven, maybe, which is just terrifying. Like I said, I wouldn't show it to my nine year old. I probably I probably won't show him that until he's maybe thirteen, fourteen. Um, I think at that point, then I can maybe handle it. But maybe kids are just softer now. In fact, I'm, I'm pretty much guaranteeing you that kids are softer now uh, because being soft is uh, it's encouraged these days, again, for some reason. Allegedly. Um, but no, fond memories all the way back. Um, it was never one of these films that gave me nightmares, um, although the toxic waste scene probably, probably did at some point. Because uh, <laughs> that really is, although it's so over the top, but it is... That's pretty terrifying. Um, so, uh, all right, man. Hi, hi, hi. Thanks, thanks for that. I, I totally, <laughs> I totally know what was happening. <laughs> did you, did you crap yourself? No, no, no. Do you the I, headlights? I, no, not at all. No, no. It's just if my daughter. Had, as ask always. anybody watched it. Me, ask anybody watched it. Right, I fucking handled this. I handled it well. <laughs> um, so, I, it's, um, I think, a film that I really shouldn't have seen as young as I did, but I'm glad I have. All right, Marv Dogger says I was eight when I first saw it. My old man taped it off ITV back. Oh, mm, 
back in the day in the early nineties. Oh, um, <laughs> yes, uh, it's the same. I don't think we had very little tapes that were not duped off the telly back in the nineties. Do you know what's funny? Recording stuff off the TV is illegal. <laughs> Why do they give you stuff? That allows um, you to do that? I know it, 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 it is and always has been against the law. I, I, in fact, I'm saying that I think it might only apply to live events. I could just be talking utter balls, but there's something telling me that recording like a football game is is against the law. Maybe hmm. anybody with some legal expertise can uh, clear that up. But I'm sure I, I'm sure I heard that somewhere. But not we just taped it and ripped the fucking tab off, didn't we? <laughs> and then we certainly taped it up again Rebels. when we did name our tapes. <laughs> Rebels, see. My first introduction to Robocop, I don't actually remember. Robocop's just always been a part of my childhood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like I, when you were when you were away doing your thing, whatever that was, that's how I started. My daughter, <laughs> my daughter came into the my podcast room. Um <laughs> I don't I'm the only one in on a Sunday, so I have to put them to bed just no long before I start this, but keeping them in bed and there's no one him doesn't work. So you're I need to get well, Ed. I need well. to get Ed in to <laughs> Test Please it. go back to your bed. You have 20 <laughs> seconds to comply. To comply. They go back into bed and he's like, you have 10 seconds to comply. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>, it's glitching. That's <laughs> yeah, glitch. just a glitch. Temporary setback. You call this a glitch? Say, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you just minced my wing, man. <laughs> oh, what? Um, as well as, as it being a class movie. And something that doesn't happen as much these days. It's got a class theme song. And I think it's at 90s, maybe early 2000s, you'd always have a movie. And I say, oh, a movie. You'd say a title, and you can hum the theme song. Isn't yeah. this a thing anymore? No. I mean, I, I think there's... The only the only movies that have come out relatively recently that I think the, the theme tunes are memorable for is probably the Avengers, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, that's That's it. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing really goes for it anymore. Everything's just really <sighs> theme tunes. Just seem to be. In fact, most things don't even have theme tunes anymore. They've just got score. Yeah, that's it. Or they open up to so open up to Bob Dylan or something. I don't know why. Everybody chooses Bob Dylan. Oh, here's a film about Hunters of Folk getting mashed in a fucking mincer. Bob Dylan, that'll do it. <laughs> do I don't you know, know why? My uh, my daughter Gracie was like, Dad, what's that song again with the chicken in it? I'm like. What chicken? And then she started saying, she, she, I did not hate her. Oh, hi, Mark. Lisa, Lisa, you're tearing me apart. <laughs> and she's going, And I was like, Gracie, that's not a chicken. <laughs> you know? I was like, How the hell did she get a chicken from that? Because she's not seen the movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> but she was like, It's a chicken. I'm like, Chickens don't make that sound. They don't. No. Cheep, 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 cheep. Ross Caldwell cheep. says, Clarence Bideker. Clarence. Clarence. He's, Clarence. he's written Clarence Bodiker. Stop taking the piss. He, I think I think we, <laughs> what he's right. done. He's missed the C after the I. That's it. Ah. Other than that, it's, it's, pretty, it's, it's spot on. But you actually took the words right out of my mouth. Clarence Bodiker might well be the greatest movie villain of all time. Mm. He is. He's, he's terrifying. One of the reasons that uh, Paul Verhoeven chose Kurt, Kurtwood Smith uh, for that role. I think Kurtwood Smith actually auditioned to play Dick Jones. Um, but Paul Verhoeven grew up kind of <laughs> during Verhoeven. the Second World War, <laughs> watching propaganda films and stuff for the Nazis. Um and uh, he basically said that no Kurtwood Smith he he looks like uh 
when he puts his glasses on, he looks like uh, Heinrich Himmler. So <laughs> we'll use him as, as the really nasty bad guy. <laughs> so uh, actually, I don't know if this is something that we would rather do on a, I would like to do on a podcast, but we could just bring up a picture of Heinrich, Heinrich Himmler and compare him to his clan Spodica. Um, but I don't know, we Le- might, get, might get shadow banned for that. Lander says Sucker Punch had a great soundtrack. Did it not just have like cover versions of tunes like Sweet Dreams and stuff like that, if I'm correct? I mean, at least they I, tried to do something, right? I don't think I even seen Sucker Punch. This is not my story. Was that right? Was that right? Film scores are now mainly unmemorable, generic trash. That was exactly my point, Marv Dogger. <laughs> Marv Dogger. So, so I, I don't know. Yeah, the the metal version that you played at the start of the episode was awesome. I'd love to put some what? lyrics to that. Go on then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was a policeman. He fucking died, and then he came back and killed everybody. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't put much thought in it because um, I just heard it earlier on. So, uh, ah, but you know the theme though. So, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm not a freestyler, man. I can't do this. But you did all right there. I'll give. Oh, thanks very much. Four out of ten. Four out of ten. That oh, that's not doing all right. That is. That's a fail, mate. That's that's a that's an that's an E. <laughs> is that, that's a D. I think four out of ten is a D. Still a fail though. It's the D. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking D you for that for. <laughs> I won't. I... <laughs> Demi. Um, so, yes, Robocop. Uh, one thing I, th- I think about like where it's at in society, it's like, one, they got proper bad guys, like 90s leather jacket. <laughs> like, as the fuck at you they're like <laughs> right fun's over boys <laughs> like come on <laughs> I, I do i, I think bad guys anymore I, I don't i think the bad guys in this film might be the kind of most despicable human beings ever to be put on film honestly it's like, like it's when like it, actual GTA when it comes when life. it comes to like thugs villains these guys are horrible horrible yeah. guys they take so much pleasure in what they're doing like most most bad guys in films now are kind of kind of dark and moody you know they, they, they shoot people they're cold about it they don't care they don't feel either way about it these this people, guy's gonna kill somebody uh, for doing geometry man <laughs> these people are just loving the fact that they're villains absolutely loving it and uh, I, I i like the the black guy i, I can't even remember his character name sergeant reed uh, what's that sergeant reed sergeant reed ah he's a black guy the the villain, the guy with the laugh. Oh, the one that flo- throws her off the. He throws Nancy Allen off the. Aye, the, g- the giggler. Nah, I don't know his name. Uh, Joe, uh, something Cox, actually, I'm sure. <laughs> Believe it or not. Aye. Big. Mm. <laughs> Marv Dogger says, always <clears throat> wanted to see R2D2 versus Robocop. That'd be a short one. Joey. Joey. Joey is his name. Yes. Uh, it's, it's Joe P. Cox. That's his name. Because uh, it, it shows up when he goes into the uh, the archives place with his uh, big fucking finger. His uh, big stinky uh, finger. Uh, <laughs> um, so, the, the like, what do you want to talk about first? The bad guys and how fucking class they are. The guy's doing <laughs> geometry. He's like, oh, you think you're so kind of smart ass, eh? Got to call it. <laughs> I wonder you, if you're you a college boy or something. <laughs> I think that's going to stop you against 
these bullets? <laughs> now I want to find out. It's like so, I'm not. <laughs> I'm filling up a number seven. <laughs> I just. It was very. The bad guys remind me of the bad guys in the crow. They're just very. Mm. They look like bad guys. They walk in a room. You're like, there's a bad guy. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> uh, it's funny. Actually, that this is something that I found out quite recently. The guy that plays uh, Emil, who's the guy that goes into toxic waste, uh, he's in Rocky oh. too. Ah, he's in Rocky he, too. He's the wee guy that meets him outside the hospital and he's like in a fucking head-to-toe cast. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. him. It's the same guy. He was also in Fame. <laughs> uh. So he's went for doing like prancing around in, in 80 shorts to being one of the most horrible bad guys. <laughs> they're, they're quite despicable. Here's another thing. So we all know this, the beginning of the film. And by the way, growing up, I always thought it was very earlier on in the film where Murphy gets his but it's not. It's actually a wee bit ah, it's, it's after Ted. Uh, Ted. <laughs> it's after Ed's scene. I'd um, say 20, 25 minutes in, roughly. Aye. So Ed yeah. 209 is the new, because they're, they're living in a world not too far strained from ours, which is a world that cops are being killed and cops, everybody's lost confidence in the cops and they're being killed and even the cops are like, hey, we're going to go on strike. And the guy's like, hey, I'm going to strike, bitches, you cops. Um, so they're, they're trying to find a solution to all the crime and they're very Elon Musk about it. First mm. one's done in stop motion, which is Ed two oh nine, and he's like, "Yo, check out my, <laughs> check out my wee, uh, my wee gadget here, and it's gonna solve these issues." Comes in, he's like, "You know, just point. <laughs> who, who wants to volunteer?" <laughs> I think it's the guy who doesn't even volunteer. He's like, "For this, I'm gonna need a volunteer, Mister Kenny. Get up." <laughs> I think he was wondering if he knew it was going to happen and he just didn't like Mr. Kenny. <laughs> well, part of me thought that as well. Like, did they need him out of the way for something? You know? Nah, I don't think so. He just seemed like a wee kind of brown nose, that guy. Um, uh, say, but... mind if I zip this up? <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, I, the thing is that, obviously, that, that scene happens, Mr. Kenny gets absolutely obliterated. Like, he's... <laughs> He takes like a, six, <laughs> between 60 and 100 of these <laughs> probably 50 cal bullets, right? I was howling. Oh, mate, mate, Robocop just died. Eh? Robocop just died. What do you mean? Look behind you. No! He's there. Mate, I'd like to see that. I'd like to watch. In fact, I'm going to watch that back later to see how it fell off. Because that could be one for the paranormal pattern. You never know. Aye. Because he seemed to be pretty secure up there. He seemed. Mm. And that's what it sounded like when Ed 209. <laughs> so, but what's really funny about that scene is he gets absolutely obliterated and then somebody goes, will somebody call a goddamn paramedic? <laughs> <laughs> For I, what? I don't think, I don't think I bet his CPR's bringing him back, buddy. <laughs> he, was like, he was like a dropped lasagna. <laughs> and, and I think it's even even the the old guy, like the, the main the main boss at OCP, the guy above Dick Jones. Dick Jones goes over to him and, and he just goes, "Dick, I'm very disappointed." <laughs> <laughs> but 
It's like, it's only a glitch. Um, <laughs> Ross, <clears throat> Ross says, still don't see why live ammo was used in the demo of N209. That's exactly why would you what, use man? live ammo in an office environment? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, America! <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I, I did. I had the exact same thought. So like, why did they load it up with ammunition before doing that? If it was just a demo, I mean, if it glitched, and then all you heard was, they could have went, "Oh shit, that would have killed him if it had live bullets in it." But no, it was just had live bullets in it. And I think it's because so sure. attempt to stop it was hilarious. Like opened up the thing and started just trying to poke games. <laughs> As he's already lying dead, looking uh, with with absolutely no effort in it, they're just like, <laughs> um, guys lying. They're like, I love it as well. How he's trying. See when he realizes, wait, this thing's not stopping. He's like trying to run into other folk, and they're like throwing them away. But that's exactly what you would do in that situation. Be like, fuck off. I'm I'm not getting involved in your unfortunate mishap. <laughs> your glitch. It's like, keep me away from this. But this what, is your what problem noticed, now, mate. <laughs> what, what I noticed in that scene, which is something I never noticed before, that's the good thing about watching movies for the podcast as you really sit down and, and concentrate, hmm. was when this glitch happens and then Bob Morton's like, oh, here's my opportunity to get Robocop built. Yeah. And he walks in and he's like, uh, guys, uh, I've got Robocop ready to go. And then he said something I'd never noticed before. He says, we've already been working on restructuring the police. Uh, to find viable candidates. And that's when I realized that Murphy was deliberately transferred into that bad area from the good area that he worked in so that the uh. likelihood was that he was going to get killed and they could use him as Robocop. I didn't even realize that before. <laughs> How fucked up is that? So actually, in, up, my, in my opinion, Dick Jones's approach to what he was trying to do with Ed 209 was actually more ethical than what <laughs> Bob Morton was doing. Wow, what a, what a great wee, what a great wee thesis. <laughs> I, I, mate, 100%. He, he was just building these robots from scratch to basically police the streets. Bob Morton was planning on, essentially, he deliberately placed, not incompetent police, but police out with their comfort zone in really hostile situations to pretty much guarantee that they were going to get killed and used to build Robocop. These are guys with families. Do you know what I mean? That's really fucked up. Ah, it's a bit bad. It is a bit shite, eh? Aye. Get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Aye. Aye, that's, that's out of order, man. So there you go. Something Again, a, a detail that I'd missed every other time that I've seen it before. Aye. And apparently was... Bob Morton was originally written to be a lot more unlikable. Uh, Apparently, this version of him is the likable version. <laughs> I didn't like him at all from start to finish. I did not like mm. him. I, I, I like the actor playing him. I think he played a really good part, uh, Miguel Ferrer. Um, Miguel. He's, he's uh, George Clooney's cousin. Uh, or he was. You can tell they look just alike. I know. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Miguel. <laughs> but uh, uh, he was George Clooney's cousin. Um so I apparently he, he he was written to be a lot a lot more despicable before that. Um again it all comes into the the satire of eighties businessmen, yuppies, kind of Wall Street people and yeah. um I it's uh he, he was good at he's good at playing the part. He was. 
I found everybody in there. It's like you trust no one in a suit in Robocop. You don't trust no. anyone. It's just no. always a, an ulterior motive. Dick Jones, it's like all the names are just proper bad guy names, right? Clarence Bodiker. That's a great name, isn't it? Dick Jones. <laughs> if Bob I, if Warden. I, if I had a Rottweiler, I'd call it Clarence. Aye. <laughs> Clarence. Clarence. Kaplan. What? <laughs> I found that the the lack of respect for the police, it's like the bad guys were just going to be like proper beating the shit out of police. You see, even when the wee guy was being detained and then it's Nancy Allen goes up and fucks him up. And the cop's <laughs> like, the cop's like, once you're done playing around. <laughs> it's like a situation just happened where all your cops got fucking leathered. <laughs> right, do you know what I mean? Once you're by done a guy, playing around. By a guy in handcuffs doing double hits. Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Even, like, no wonder they want to strike. They're fucking being abused here, and you're saying they play around. I, I, I'll tell you something though. This film makes you glad that the police are not allowed to strike, mm-hmm. <laughs> because if they did, it would just be absolute <clears throat> chaos. There's so much, especially in America. There's all these activist groups that are oh, defund the police, get rid of the police. Do you have any fucking idea what would happen? If the police just disappeared, they're like, "Oh, we could police it ourselves." No, you can't. You can't. You, you, you just, you just can't. There's, there's a reason that people don't do bad things, and it's because they get in trouble. There's consequences to your actions, and if you, if, if you, if you want to take away that control, it's just a ridiculous concept. Um, <laughs> and you would need one of these bad boys <clears throat> if you defund the police. Aye, so no, I'm glad that it's written in your. I'm pretty sure it's written in your police officers' contracts that they are not allowed to go on strike. Um, Aye. It's, uh, it's something I'm, I'm very, very thankful for. What's funny is it's like you've seen videos of these like defund the police campaigns, and then something kicks off, and there's always somebody that goes, "Somebody call the police <laughs> and an ambulance!" <laughs> Whoa, Blackberry ambulance! <laughs> <laughs> By the way, so see if we get to that scene, this scene. One, one thing that just for me, they're shooting at Murphy, right, with shotguns and whatnot. He's getting shot, and the whole time he's going, ah! No, one shot, and you're pretty much on the deck. You're not saying anything. He's screaming for some time. He takes all those shots, then gets shot in the bloody napper, and he's still alive. Uh, I think I think it's just to amplify the horror of the situation. I think if they just shot him and he just died, it'd be like, oh, okay. But they went to town on Murphy. <laughs> like again, I, I watched after. I watched the uncut version and fucking hell, man! Uh. It's like it starts with a hand getting blown off, which is that's that's <laughs> been there since the beginning. That's in, that's in the theatrical cut. But there's also a shot in this one of him like holding the stump and blood pushing it. You're like, oh yep. fuck. And then the second shot blows his arm off. Like, uh, never seen anything like that before. I saw that. And then, then they just keep going. And he's <laughs> he's just there. He's standing. Then he goes ah! down on his knees. He's on his knees. They're still going. Murphy is hard as nails, man. Hard really? as nails. They um, survived. <laughs> and then there's obviously the the almost kill shot. Um, and there's just there's obviously a wee scene subsequent that suggests that his consciousness was still there in some way. Um, mm. but then he, he obviously pops it. Um, but I, that's uh, even now, uh, 
I, I do get a wee feeling in my gut of that scene because it's fucking horrible. The the thing about the violence. Yeah, the man a hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the man a hand. It, Cla- uh, Clarence Bodicker, man, brilliant. Na 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 na. The 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 violence, like Paul Paul uh, Paul Verhoeven or Beef Oven was he was talking uh, about the fact that he really st- struggled to get this passed through the MPA for a, an R rating, which was what just a bit. What, what he was under instruction to do, they were wanting to give it an X rating. And I think they had to put it through 12 times to actually get it to pass. But Aye. he actually made a good point. Like the, 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 Just to go back to the Ed 209 scene for a minute, in the, the theatrical release, what you see with Mr. Kinney is pretty shocking. In the uncut one, it's so over the top that it becomes funny. And <laughs> That's what Verhoeven goes for. He goes for it in, in all his films. Like, gets to the point in like Starship Troopers, you start laughing when people are dying because it's just ridiculous. Um, but the MPAA saying, you know, you need to cut that, you need to cut the violence down, actually made it more shocking than the director's cut. The director's cut is so over the top and absurd that it's funny, and yeah. the theatrical release is more just violent and horrible. The one with the guy's penis gets cut. <laughs> get shot Aye. and the, um, uh, I'm not going to say it it rhymes with grape take away the G scene the reason I can't say it is because all our episodes are getting ripped off of YouTube man <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'd like to keep this one up and, uh, <laughs> so in that scene where they're trying to do that to the female what happens is and by the way even those guys like <laughs> like yeah, just manic. Bad guys. absolutely like, manic like hyenas uh, man like what the hell uh, it's, it's not like like scenes like that you've seen in other films where it's all kind of it's darkly lit and they're kind of slowly approaching, putting a knife on her face and just being really menacing and quiet. No, they're fucking laughing and giggling all the way through the entire thing up until Jeez, Robocop shows up and blows the guy's dick off. <laughs> <laughs> Which is all the, the uncut one. But that, that, wasn't in the, that wasn't in the original <laughs> script. He was supposed to shoot past her, her face and shoot the guy in the head. Uh, and then Paul Verhoeven was like, it's like, no, maybe he could fire through her skirt and blow his dick off. <laughs> it's like, right, let's just do that then. All the makings to be <clears> a, <throat> another samurai cop. I'm telling you. When I was watching it, I was going, why, why isn't this in the same vein? Because I'm laughing my head off. Because it was uh, competently handled. That's why. Because we look it. at it as, as iconic, you know? See, I don't think it, like you just said you were laughing your head off. I don't think it's laugh your head off funny. I, th- I think it's, <laughs> it kind of makes you go, <laughs> or, or you go, <laughs> no, I was, <laughs> no, <laughs> that, that was me. That was me. I know. I know that was you. It I bet you the... even laughed at the toxic waste scene. <laughs> Leave it. It, it was, <laughs> It was a, the Ed 209 scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, got ya. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, my toy's broke. <laughs> <laughs> I found it quite funny. I found that funnier than what I did as a kid. I remember as a child always being raging. Raging that they shot Murphy. And mm. I think because now I'm an adult and I, I know that Peter Weller, or at least I believe Peter Weller not to be the nicest of chaps. That I can't, I'm all right. We're getting shot to fuck. <laughs> kind of raging that he's Robocop. <laughs> can, 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 can I weave it? 
Uh, okay. Allegedly. <laughs> Nancy Allen seems nice. Yeah. I've only ever heard nice things. Remember our good friend Doug Curtis worked with her on the Philadelphia Experiment. Yeah, that was a good film. And, uh, and I've had other friends that have been good friends with Nancy Allen or have been acquaintances and they've said nothing that, but she's nice. And it's funny, Nancy Allen will always be the woman you remember from Robocop. Aye, aye. Um, I mean, I think I think her biggest thing before that was probably Carrie. Um, she was in Poltergeist 3. Again, I think the biggest thing she'd done before that was Carrie. <laughs> Who was she in Carrie again? Uh, one of the bullies. Oh, aye. Apparently that was her shtick before that. She was always like the kind of entitled, kind of uh, annoying teenager sort of thing. She was sound in the Philadelphia experiment. That was after Robocop. Was no, it? it wasn't. No. I don't think it was. No, we need to check that. Can we check the dates on that? In fact, I'll, I'll check it. I'll check it. You, uh, you uh, do your thing. So the, the Robocop suit was apparently really hard for Peter to wear. And apparently, like, scenes where he's in the car or whatever, and there's reasons you don't see him getting out of the car, you only see him. And it's that famous scene where he's coming out of the car, but you don't actually see him climb from the car. It's because he was uh, sad as fuck. <laughs> he couldn't move. He's only wearing pants under his <laughs> suit. Um, Aye. So um, <clears throat> it wasn't the most comfortable suits, and they had a lot of problems in production with trying to get the suit right. Uh, by the way... I don't know if I'm the only person that ever done this in life, right? Because there's things you do as a child that you'll say, oh, I used to do this. And so many other people will say the same thing. Like everybody took a can and put it in the back of your, your uh, bike tire to make it sound like a motorbike, these kind of things. Mm -hmm. I used to take a can and I would stamp on it really hard so it would stay attached to the heel of my shoe. And then I would walk. And then what I would do is emulate the sound of Robocop walking. Did anyone else do that? Because I did all the time. I think I did, but not necessarily because it, I thought it made me sound like Robocop. I did. Always, because <laughs> I sounded, I was like, I sound like Robocop. And there is, there is a, like that sound of Robocop walking. That's something that you could, you could actually pick that out. You know, like I love that sound. It's a really kind of deep, deep bassy boom um, mm -hmm. that <clears throat> I think they could have utilized a bit more. I think that there should have been scenes where baddies were just sitting around, I don't know, playing poker or something, shooting the shit, and then you could just hear in the background. They'd be like, what the fuck's that? You could have done something like that. It's almost like Robocop's footsteps, like the Jaws theme tune. Do you know, I think they could have had a bit more fun with that. But that's maybe B-movie territory. Is it? Well, here I'll I'll play the the sound, and like you say, it does it does have a a Jaws theme element to it. Here it is. Serve the public trust, protect the innocent, uphold the law. <laughs> Leander says, girls did it to pretend we were wearing heels. That's no, why I did it. Oh, really? That's J-Mac. J-Mac. I did it to cover up the sound of my farts. <laughs> it failed. 
<laughs> Love the seven opens the door of the Seven Eleven and and Robert shouts, "Fuck me!" Is it just like, me or does he keep shouting that? Oh, he does. Yeah, keep yeah. Shouting it. I, fuck I remember, me! Fuck me! What's this fucking scheme? Mate, I remember watching the the edited for TV version of that when I was a kid, and they showed all the violence, but they cut out all the swearing. So stupid, but it's when that happens, he goes, "Love me, love me." No, the one I seen was "Why me." Why going, me? Why me? Why me? Well, I don't Why know. Maybe me? because you've just come in to rob the store. Or it seems to happen in every store. It's like, right. I have had it with this <laughs> monkey fried snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> there's, there's, some, there's some good TV. In fact, could you, could you bring up the TV edit for Ro- Robocop? Could you bring it up? Um, we'll probably get, we'll get a copyright strike for something anyway. Uh, but we always I don't know we always we do. What is it? The TV edit of what? Robocop. Just go Robocop TV. A full edit. movie. No, no, no. It just shows you the bits that were edited. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me very much. Language edits. Yeah, yeah. Bring it up share screen. Play it. It's and all, three all minutes and forty-five seconds. You don't need to watch the whole thing, but you'll get the idea for how bad their choices were for the words that they would replace things with anyone um, watching this that's not live i've had to remove exactly what we're about to play because it got us a strike and it, it stops people from being able to see the show on youtube here we go and it's not letting me do it browser can't access your screen hey it's like they're trying to stop us that um, happens all the time you always find a way around it uh, i try to here we go Right, tell me if you can hear it. I've heard it. Can you hear that? Slightly. <laughs> cops don't like me. That's bad. So I don't like cops. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wrong about them showing all the violence. <laughs> to be fair, they've, they've done not a bad job with the editing. Like, if you'd never yeah. seen the film before, you would have no idea. That was very well edited. It's, it's pretty good, to be fair. Again, it's, it's awful, because we know what the real She is. sells that scene very well. Yeah. Okay, fans over. Okay, let's get out of here. Pretty good. Here we go. Here we go. Why, me? Stop the gun. You are under arrest. Welcome to the club, huh? <laughs> Making a real name for yourself in the security concept with Robocop. You try being on the bottom line, pal. I hear Jones was plenty. <laughs> oh, you know, he's got this killer red, but it's a smokescreen. Are they not shown that he's taking a shite? 
Let's face it, he's lost his teeth. The guy's a pansy. Are we talking about the same Dick Jones? Hey, he's all young. That's why. That's 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 class. Remember, he's like used to call the old man funny names like Iron Butt and stuff. Once I even called him asshole. Less than what they change it to here. Oh, oh shit! Change it to your head. Please don't kill me. All right. There we go. We're just getting some drastically cut down violence, which I never thought was. You are under arrest. You have the right to remain silent. Get lost. <laughs> Get lost. I'm to fuck Jeez. you. They've even removed Just the blood. Just give me my phone. That's quite clever, I don't need to be honest. Oh, wow. They're actually using alternate shots as well. They're using alternate shots as well, Kevin. I think they've obviously been... <laughs> What? These are these are alternate cuts. No close up there. No blood. These edits are really clever. Watch it. They are very good. You could have let your son watch it if you just didn't watch the Aye. mega. Why watch Robocop PG? <laughs> Robocop. Again. Was a uh, rosy cop out of bed again? No, that's the wife in now, but they're all in bed, so I can't open the door. Ah, right, right, right. for here, <laughs> <laughs> which was quite apt that it was at a bit that everyone's attention oh, that was, was on that. That. So. that was good. That was good. Ah, um, pretty decent. So I, so you had the why me? And remember the bit where uh, he goes, Clarence Bodiker, you're under arrest, and he spits the blood on his face and goes, "Fuck you." They changed yes. that. They, first of all, somehow they managed to remove the blood. It just mm. so he just spits on him and then goes, "Get lost." <laughs> <laughs> That's quite funny. I'm looking forward to the Robodoc to see if they cover a lot of this. Oh, I'm sure the they will. I'm, with it, with it being the dead mouse guys, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be at least a three-hour extravaganza. Mm. So, um, I think Peter Weller will be in it for twenty minutes. <laughs> Is that you? Is that you're uh, behind baseball? Um, I don't know. I suppose we'll see. Yeah. He looks really sound in that teaser. So let's hope. Let's hope. That it was yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mega sounds making it. Eh? Um. So let's talk about like the the news footage and stuff that's shown throughout this film. It's kind of in the same vein as Starship Troopers. Yeah. Um, you've you've got these these news reporters that just seem strangely upbeat. About really fucked up stuff that's going on. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's wait, like, which one specifically? Basically, all of them. It'd be like, ah, oh, there's there was rioting today in in Dallas, not Dallas, rioting today in old Detroit, and they're just like, ah, that's, ah what are these rioters uh, like, man. Right. Honestly, what he's like, but they do the same thing in Total Recall, where it's just so matter of fact, um, and it actually yeah. it pretty much happens in in real life now. We're just ah, constantly getting pushed negative, 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 negative in the news. Remember back in the day, you used to get a wee fun story at the end of every news program. There'd be that wee uplifting story 
about the fucking the hamster that applied for a job at Google and got it. Do you know? You used to have stuff <laughs> like that. You used to have stuff like that at the end of every, certainly every lo- local news thing. Um, like we we would have Scotland Today or whatever, and there would always be an uplifting story. In fact, I remember one in particular because it was a, a guy I went to school with, uh, who at the age of fourteen did an online um, job application assessment thing for um, a, a computer programming company and he got offered the job and then had to admit that he was only 14. So that happened at our school. Uh, it was The boy was the year below me, I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, <coughs> you probably know him, Stephen Bigham. Um, oh. I know the name. Is he, he's quite a big guy. Aye. Aye. A heavy guy. Yeah, I remember the name. Um, really, really smart guy. And uh, ah. so the the news crew came into the school and everything <laughs> at that time. So, but that's the kind of stuff you used to get at the end of every news reel. Uh, but now uh, it's just fucking negativity all the time. Negativity and fear. Fear leads to hate. Hate leads to the dark side. Always remember Die Hard doing it. Yippee ki yay! Kimosabi. Kimos. Ah ha! Yippee ki yay! Kimosabi. That's that very true. I remember that. Weird thing in the eighties was that they usually made kids' cartoons based on these type of movies. Remember watching Robocop one? The Robocop. Oh yeah, I've got, I've got that. I've got that. Mm-hmm. Ross says the news report where the former presidents die is brilliant satire. A day of mourning for a country. Then straight to the adverts, which are also <laughs> I, great satire. The, oh, the the one advert that got me was Newcomb. Get them before they get you. <laughs> God. You got this family game, which is essentially battleships, but with nuclear bombs. <laughs> it's like Pakistan is threatening my border. That's it, Sonny. No more military aid. <laughs> <laughs> Push the button. <coughs> Boom! The board game blows up. It's like fun for all the family. Get them before they get you. And that's what the whole fucking. That's what the whole nuclear situation is. It's like, mm. who's going to be the first to push the button just in case the other one's going to be the first to push the button? It's all fucking nonsense. It's just, I'm telling you something. A nuclear apocalypse will never happen. It will never happen. It's just another thing to pump into us to scare the shit out of us. And I'll be honest with you, Man. nuclear threat does scare the shit out of me. But now I know what it is. <laughs> it is just threat. And it always will be. Or I've just uh... been the one to cause Russia to go, well, fucking watch this. <laughs> Peter um, Weller, what else was he in, right? Because I'm trying to think, at the time, what was so big about Peter Weller that they wanted him to play Robocop? He was in that thing that Matthew and absolutely loves, The Adventure, <laughs> Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eight Dimension. Well, that, that, was, that was his kind of big thing. He made a bit of a splash in that. Um, and Paul Verhoeven just liked his chin. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Aye. He was really slim, so he would look good in the suit. Because um, if you get a guy that's too big in that suit, it's just going to look ridiculous. Because I think they, they had uh, toyed with the idea of Schwarzenegger at some point. But they were like, nah, it's just going to look ridiculous. Uh, Michael Ironside mm. as well, was I think he was really quite attached to He'd have been to great it. at that. He would have been I, great. I, oh, that's right, I think he was. But did he not lose interest or something? He'd have been a uh, great he, bad guy in this. He, he, he wanted to... Um, he wanted a script rewrite for some reason. They were just like, no. Um... But it, again, he, his frame was too big. Um, but Peter Weller was—he was like a long-distance runner and stuff like that. So he was built like a vegan cyclist. Mm. So that he was perfect for getting into that suit. Um, maybe, it, maybe on the bone. The thing, the thing is, he was built like a vegan cyclist, but he had a really good defined jawline, which is obviously the oh, part right. of him that you're going to see the most of in that Robocop suit. That's why he was picked. Um, yeah, he did have a good jawline. He did. 
Yeah. Ross says the news, report, <laughs> the news report where the former president's die is brilliant. Oh, I already read that. Yeah, I read that one. <laughs> what the hell? I'm going back in time. Because oh. Peter Weller is not, he's not an overly attractive man. So he's not a hunk. He's not someone I would say was a hunk. You know, like now, isn't he a bad looking guy? He's got a good smile, great smile. Uh, it looks more like Robocop now than he ever did back then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I don't think I don't think he was really a lot, a lot of nowadays. Like you watch a film and everybody in it's attractive, which mm-hmm. in real life is not the case. No, at least three of five oh. neighbors are going to be unattractive. The ones yeah. I find really, really annoying are like these American procedural um, cop and investigation shows. It's like everybody's good. Like take like CSI for example. Everybody's good looking. The police offices are these futuristic buildings with just glass everywhere and these silent sliding doors and frosted yeah. glass that you can just click a button and it frosts and unfrosts. It's like it's fucking bullshit. It's all office buildings. It's just offices. That is it. There's nothing special about police buildings, even if you're so, in CSI Las Vegas. We can say then, it'll be fine to say that it's kind of good that Peter Weller wasn't overly attractive because he was just like, in fact, I'm being harsh on him because I'm kind of looking at pictures of him these days. Back then, in, in Robocop, he did look like a, a dashing cop, but it wasn't like, oh, fuck, man, Peter Weller, eh, fucking, you've got Clooney and Brad Pitt and fucking Peter Weller. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> this was never in that conversation. I, I I disagree, man. I don't think he's a bad looking guy. No, no. Back in Robocop, he was dashing, maybe. But since then, it's like leprosies. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You've been really fucking harsh on the old well. No, I've heard he's a dick. I've heard, I heard he's a dick. Imagine hey, we that, meet him there. But that could just guy. be one person's perspective of it. Several people. Aye, but maybe those several people weren't in the right mood that day. We can't just no, assume. No, 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 just assume. No, 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 no. I've got an idea, by the way. I've got an idea. See for any deep dive that we're going to do. Send out the StreamYard link to people that were in the film. Just say, we are going live at this time. Uh If you want to come in, come in. Right? They would never do it. But you never know, they might. It hits it to their agent and know them. Do it on Twitter. Peter Weller doesn't have Twitter. I don't mean Peter. I don't mean specific. I don't mean for this episode. It's too fucking uh, late for this one. But for future ones, I mean, find them on Twitter now. I'm going to send, find them. Send send them out. Mate, how funny would it be if one of them was bored and just went, "Oh fuck, it, I'm going to see what this is like." And then, mate, at some point during the episode, you'd be like, be like, "Mate, or oh, somebody's trying to come in." You're like, oh, "No fucking way!" All right, Arnold. <laughs> I'll do it, but it'll never happen, unfortunately, because a lot I've of them. Never seen you be respond. such a defeatist. Never seen you. Oh be no, such no, a I'm not defeatist. I'm, I'm real. I'm real. Um, I know. Kevin, I'm I ask a lot of your them shoes to come at on, this but... point. I'm, 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 a, I'm, in, I'm in cloud cuckoo land. That sometimes it actually comes to fruition. Mate, you, you phoned Tibor. <laughs> they came yeah, on. when I'm pushed. Eh? <laughs> <coughs> Few made of them, and I'm sending you a couple of links. I remember he only phoned me back because he thought I was Ron Perlman. <laughs> Which isn't epic, even a joke. Man. <laughs> epic, man. I love it. That was a joke. See if all this podcast ever achieved was that story. I am, I will, that's it. That's <laughs> it for me. Like The fact that that happened right, is enough for me to say, even if the podcast only ever achieved that, it was worth it. 
I was watching the, the In Search of Darkness documentary on Amazon yeah. Prime, and uh, he pops up, and as soon as he popped up, I went, ah. I was like, ah, mind that. <laughs> we still got him on WhatsApp, man. we never really chat much, but he's still there, and he's he a prob- legend. Probably is on WhatsApp, huh? I can't believe. I mean, how lucky have we been when it comes to doing these episodes? Like, well, we're going to do the gate and T Bor's on it with us. We're going to do Freddy versus Jason and fucking Doug Curtis is on it with us. Yeah. Uh, I think we need to get a resurgence in a lot of the guys coming on. Hey, fucking Samurai Cop was on this motherfucking podcast. <laughs> right? I'm sorry, but I can't nobody else even wear a podcast. And if they had a podcast, it still wouldn't be doing half the shit that we've really. <laughs> we don't stop and smell the flowers, right? Sometimes. But- that's it. That's it. Uh, so I quite quite happy with that. Um, Peter Weller, if you do come on one day, or if you see, by the way, <laughs> Samurai Cop, we done an we done an episode about Samurai Cop, and then the next week he came on after watching what we said. Had we known <laughs> he was coming on, we'd be like, oh, but but Matthew is phenomenal. <laughs> but we didn't because we never thought he was coming on. So we're like, fucking, what the fuck is this? <laughs> And then he comes on and he's like, I've seen what you guys say. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> but it wasn't he because he had embraced it. He had embraced yeah, totally. the fact that it was horrendous. But amazing. I, I know, I know. I'm waiting on Big Wiseau getting back to me. Motherfucker, man. Uh, no, I think I don't think he will. I think he thinks he's more important than he is. Mm. He's good friends with Caridas. So Caridas could put a wee... We were them fellas. Oh well, I fucking regret saying what I just said then, what? <laughs> so J Mac said <laughs> I'll play the clip right now. Yeah, he'll come on, he's like he's like, so I hear you think I'm above my station, yeah. So and, and why did, does that tear you apart? <laughs> <laughs> you tell me apart, Tommy. <laughs> God damn. <clears throat> What's a Robocop? I Why think Robocop? Even, <laughs> I think even the, like the generations after us still know what Robocop is. It's one of those things that, I'm trying to think what like Ghostbusters, Slimer, right? You know what it is culturally, even though you might not have watched it. Would mm. you agree? You know? I don't know, like like, I, like my, my kid, he did not know who he was, what he was. Um, which tells me that. I mean, I've obviously not forced. I've, I've Means not you've about failed, Ro- motherfucker. No, I've I've not spoken to him much about it because I know he would just beg me to watch it, and I know he's not ready for it. Um, but uh, we could put the unrated like, one on. Sorry, the rated one. To to me, it seems like like none of his none of his friends would have mentioned uh, their parents have they mentioned it. Not to even them. his wee ginger pal. <laughs> no. You might notice I have ginger hair and very light skin. <laughs> and you laughing your fucking heat off at them at the end of the video. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't I thought he was trying to make me laugh. <laughs> Turns out that's just what he tells everybody. That's um, funny. But, aye. Anyway. Any road. Nice uh, week, guys. Th- nice week. Uh, uh, by the way, I've got every Robocop movie on DVD. And I think when Matthewman initially done the phenomenal poster art for this episode, by the way, Craig Matthewman, see Matthewman Designs, check him out everywhere. The guy's, the guy's been busy, by the way. You're going to see some of his work in places like HMV on vinyl work, on CDs. You're going to see them on Blu-ray. Uh, Matthewman's, Matthewman's hitting the town, by the way. Matthewman's hitting the town. 
Um, when but, does that Dick Dynamite come out, by the way? Do we know? Um, I don't think it's got a, an actual release yet, but we're going to do an episode on that. And I think it's not next week, but the weekend after. Do so, it, mate, we'll be going to that premiere. <laughs> well, I'm hopefully going to host one. Um, so uh, we will be hosting one. Don't worry, it's further afield, but yeah, we're waiting on a couple of bits and bobs to make that happen. But yeah, um, since this ep- since this poster art was made, I, I then bought the the Blu-ray because I don't know. Every time I every time we deep dive something, I'm like, I get on Blu-ray if I've not already got it on Blu-ray. And uh, I watch it, and it's glory. And I, for, for me, it's the sound, the sound system. I like to hear it all around my living room and be amazed by how good it looks. Uh, I still collect I, I Blu-rays. Had, I, I had surround sound for a, a short time, and I found that most of the time I wasn't really bothered with it. There was a few times um, where I was like, "Oh, that was cool. That gave me the heaps." Uh, one of them actually was it wasn't a great film, but it was the thing, the remake of the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the 2013 or something that came out I can't remember mm-hmm. but there's a bit where like the a hand breaks off it again and starts running about and like you could have sworn that it just ran right behind you and I was yes like, oh, yes fuck. that's what I love that's what I love but that uh, the novelty kind of wore off I, in my cinema room here I've just got a, a sound bar and subwoofer that's enough for me uh, no it doesn't break it doesn't wear off for me I still love that shit no <laughs> Go past your head helicopter going right through your living room. Love it. So it was good with it with a Robocop. I have all of it. I do also remember the, the animated series of Robocop. They did an animated series of Robocop, Rambo. I don't think they ever did a I don't think they ever did a Terminator one. No, um, I don't recall a Terminator one, but the Ghostbusters one was really good, by the way. Well the Ghostbusters um It's called the Real Ghostbusters. The, the Real Ghostbusters Got it that that was um that was a, a big part of my childhood. Yeah. Um, it was really good, by the way. Really good. Better than it should have been. Aye. Like, it shouldn't have been as good as that. I, had... I mean, I don't, know, I don't know how good the Robocop one was. Well, it was all right. It was Jetix. Remember <laughs> complaints, that company? Complaints to CITV. Um, why, why at the end of my kid's cartoon did a guy fall into some toxic waste? <laughs> and come out with his skin hanging off and then get run over by a car and absolutely fucking obliterated. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, um, the animated series was by Jetix. Jetix. Do you remember that company? Jetix. I, remember the, I remember the name. And when I see a Jetix logo on something, I'm like, oh no, that's Ben 10 era. It's Ben 10 era. Let me see. Jetix. Um, see if I recognise the logo. It's, J- it's like J-E-T-I-X Robocop. And I'm sure it was Jetix. Must have been Jetix. Yes, it was. Um, Jetix. It was a time when you spell it. Sorry, is it a J or a G? J. J. I. Robocop: The Complete Series. I've got it. I've got it. It's a three DVD set, and it's original Robocop series. I was but never I, a fan of the other films. The first one's the only one I like. Ah, uh, well, uh, the second one was all right. That's the one where the wee kid gets done in and is thrown into a, a pile of money. Aye, but then the main bad guy essentially turns into fucking Krang. At that point, I was like, nah. This is a bit ridiculous. Is it Krang or Kang? Krang. So, uh, Ninja Turtles. Aye. Aye, that's Krang. Aye, the brain in the machine. Aye. Yeah. You know, see with 
the Robocop film. I think you're correct when you say that, right? So the second one was all right, but it's not one that could really stack up with the sequels. And I think that's because it was, it really wasn't supposed to be a serious kind of film. I don't think it was. Well, I and again, Paul Verhoeven only directed the first one. This happened to him a few times. This has happened yeah. to Verhoeven. Hollow Man Two was eight. <laughs> Hollow Man Two was P to the ish. Uh, Starship. Oh, by the Troopers, way, Starship mm-hmm. Troopers Two, terrible. Basic Instinct Two, terrible. None of them done by Verhoeven. Uh, well, by the way, I have fond memories. You know, some movies to me are special only because of what they are in your life, right? And I think we've discussed this, never in the story, etc., right? But yeah. a hollow man, I, I, and I wish I could relive these days, right? When I was old enough to now have my own wee job, right? No enough to, to like move out. Still, I was paying digs and whatnot. But I'd have spending money. After, you got your own job. And you're going to the movie stores that are rentals global asad <laughs> all these places oh, right man. movie express Azad. blockbuster and what i would do is i'd go straight to the x rental mm-hmm. and i'd be like right what am i having because it's cheaper to buy them x rental than it was to buy them brand new at a shop right but you would find all sorts that's where i discovered stuff like not another teen movie hollow man Right, a lot of stuff that I ever watched came from there to the point where I'd bought everything. There's a point where I was like in one movie shop, I was like, I need to stop coming here now because there's nothing in this X rental area that I've not already bought, even just to try it, right? Because mm-hmm. I just loved buying DVDs. And I bought Hollow Man and I went home and watched it. And I was like, this was all right. And it just takes you back to those days where you got excited about having a physical piece of media going home and being like, oh, I remember just like buying one DVD would be like, yeah, that's another one, and you'd sit it in your recollection. And... You're right, though, man. The, the physical media is is more exciting than digital. I mean, oh, aye. now like something will show up. Like Fubar just came on Netflix the other day, and we came up saying, "Watch now." I was like, "Oh, aye, cool. I forgot about this." And I started watching it. If I had to go to the effort to go out and buy it, I'd have been so much more excited to see it. Yeah, totally. And by I the still, way, it's, still it, Fubar. Fubar uh-huh. is it's aye. It's, uh, okay, it's, 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 I'm still collecting stuff. I really do. Slip off case, like you get me if it's a Blu-ray, but see if it's got a sweet slip off, man. There's something about that. There's something <laughs> about the sound, just that <laughs> when you take it out. It's lovely. And then there's this sound as well. Oh, it's ready? precision engineering that. Listen, right, and then and then and then, ready? The pop, here it comes. Pop. Here it comes. Or with some blue cases, you can't can't figure out how to pop it. You're like, bend, Uh, crack. (laughs) And then then these things that never really took off, the ultraviolet things. Somebody pauses that there, you've got a free movie. (laughs) 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 We just accidentally committed piracy. Sorry about that. Do do you know what's funny? (laughs) One time on a group, someone put up a picture of their wee ultraviolet thing, and it was a QR code. And they said, if anybody guesses the movie, I'll give you the code and you can have it. And I just hit, I QR'd it myself and got the code and posted it in the comments. And the guy went mental on me, man. You fucking ruined it. I'm like, you literally left a QR code. Who was supposed to do? Proper ruined this competition. It was hilarious. Matthew says, I remember buying X rental VHSs. Same, Meet the Apple Gates, which no one remembers, bar Matthewman. 
I'll tell you things Ernest that I bought. To camp. Things he's that I bought. X rental. X rentals. I bought the wedding singer. Uh, oh, I, I bought the quest with Jean Claude Van Damme. Do you yes, thinker. Has that not got? Um, because they're going a boat on that, right? Aye, Roger Moore's Aye. in that as well. Class movie. The quest it, was class. It is not, mate. Mate, was I re- mate I've it? not seen this in about ten years. Exactly. To me, was, I've it, seen it when I was a kid. So more than ten years. It's probably been twenty-five years since I've seen that. So uh, to I me, it's still class. I think it came out in nineteen ninety-eight, which is twenty-five years ago. Wow. Um, so I'm telling you, like that twenty-five uh, years about then. It's essentially kickboxer for wish with the actual guy in it. It's really weird. Right. I was about to say, is he knowing that who we met? Michelle Kesey. No, no, it's it's Tong Po for Wish that's in it. Ah, right. So you've, you've got, the whole film is for Wish, but they happened to manage to get Jean Claude Van Damme in it because he he directed it actually. It was I think it was his directorial debut. He Terrible also has a penis film. as well, isn't but, he? <laughs> oh, major penis. But the but the the guy who you're thinking of, he just he's just a big Arab guy. That is a bit tong poish. Huh. Um, so you're like, oh, Michael Kisses, Michael Kisses in it. No, he's not. It's just another. It's guy. Michelle Kisses, by the way. I'm not Which calling my guy mental. Michelle. <laughs> Especially when he's that fucking size. He was mega you know, size. You know what's, what's, what's funny? Um, again, <laughs> we digress for Robocop slightly here, but uh, when we both met, we both met Michael Kesey at a Comic Con. We both met him separately. Michelle and we Kesey. both said the exact same thing to him. Right. We both met him separately and both said the same thing. And he was. And we both said, thanks for giving me nightmares as a kid, mate. Because mm-hmm. he was breaking the things with his legs. <laughs> Yeah, but such a nice guy, such, a nice, such guy. a nice guy. But that's almost this. It's almost the same He's as finding almost... out somebody you idolise as a total prick. Yeah, finding somebody that terrified you is really nice. It's, it's um, almost the same thing. Do you know? You uh, almost get mental. the same feeling. If you're like, oh man, I was hoping he was a cock. My <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. dogger says, I remember buying Robocop three on VHS from Woolworths oh, I'm sorry. back in the day, and my mum <clears> had to pay for it as I wasn't old enough yet. Uh, I got I got rejected for buying a Guns and Roses album. I was raging. I was like, what the fuck, man? It's just music. <laughs> um, Ross Caldwell says Robocop is a special to me because what as a child it was a film about a good Wait, guy. Do that again. I can't. No, no. Do it again properly. I can't. I'll be sick. <laughs> what? All right. Watching as a child, it was a film about a guy versus bad guys. As an adult, it's about what can happen if public services are handed over to private corporations. Hey, that's spot on, by the way. That's spot on. Well done. That was banging. <laughs> Put it better than what we have. <laughs> uh, Ross, if you want to start a podcast, mate, give me a shout after this. <laughs> <laughs> J Mac will sort you right out. <laughs> Aye, what do you say? We'll get all the advice off Kevin. <laughs> we'll just leave him. <laughs> uh, um, I, I think, that, like I say, I think Robocop was supposed to be not deliberately, but it has all the makings of a terrible movie, but it's not. And I think it's because they got everything right. Well, all the directors that they originally approached to do it passed on it. But... Like a lot of them think maybe just because of the title Robocop, it sounds like a kid's film, you know. It's like Cyborg Cop is a thing as well, eh? I hope not. Is I think it? it is. I think it is. Or is it Robo? Is it Cy- Cyborg Cop is a thing? I'm sure it was. Look at you maybe. googling. Let's Cyborg. Cyborg Cop. Aye, it is. 
1993. You've got two and three. Oh my god, that looks fucking amazing. Harry <laughs> need to watch it. Uh, John Reese Davies is in it. Who's John Reese Davies? Oh, that's um, Gimli. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Uh, right. So that's Cyborg Cop. So that the first one, the original and the best, has a good old score of 4.2 on IMDb. Cyborg Cop <laughs> 2 has an absolute throbbing score of 3.6. And, and Cyborg Cop 3 has an absolute stonker of a score at 3.4. We have to watch all of we them. We have to. Uh, <laughs> that's oh, mate, hilarious. Mate, big Frank Zagarino's in it. <laughs> Frank, that which one in the first one? The third one. Ah, uh, <laughs> really? Ah, uh, mate, big, big Frank Zagarino. That's fucking amazing. Hi. I've no that's idea mental. who he is either. Hey, I've no idea who he is either. No, I, I know who he is. He I was don't. in a. He was in a. He was in product product project Shadow Chaser. He was in <laughs> Ryan's Key. <laughs> he was in No Tomorrow as well. Oh, that's Big Frankie. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> Mind, he was in Spiker. <laughs> you made these films all sound terrible. How can a title of a film make it sound so bad? Like, let's go through some more E stuff, mate. Let's take the piss out of this random guy that we've came up with. Frank well, Zagarino. He's really still alive. He was in um he was in Shattered Lies. He was in Never Look Back, Strike Zone, The Guardian, Airboss Street, Strike The Zone. Payback. <laughs> Strike Zone with Rick Burns. <laughs> oh my big dicky buns, eh? Aye, so he was. So like I say, these movies very much had the the chance. Of incorporating the uh, Robocop in there and all, but they didn't because they were. What, what are you talking about, mate? <laughs> <laughs> what are you actually talking about? I think you're same. distracted by the fact that you <laughs> went to sink or something. You're just saying words that have no context, <laughs> no sense, no thought. You're literally spouting shy. <laughs> I was like, I was going to say something. And then I realised I was going to sink and it threw me. So I just started piecing it together at the end. <laughs> to spawn. <laughs> I couldn't read you like a book. <laughs> I was about to say, like, those type of movies is where Robocop should have landed. But yeah. it didn't. Right? And even if you, if you put in there that you're watching it and you see the dialogue and whatnot... It should, it should be there, but it's not. It's iconic, and I think part of that, part of the reason, is because it looks class as well. It doesn't look hokey and stupid. No, apparently they <clears throat> they had a lot of problems. They ended up with a lot of unusable unusable shots because they try to uh, light light the shot as they would light an actor in a shot, uh, and it ended up just being like reflections all over the place. It ended up they couldn't use certain shots. What they actually ended up having to do was light. They had to light Robocop as if they were lighting a car, which I think is cool as fuck. Ah, uh, that's quite cool. Check this out. It? it just it, it shows you how important lighting is when you're making a film Look, or a podcast. Visor, uh, it's visor. Look, 
Hey. Mate, anybody tuning in now is like, I'm not watching this shit. They're just holding <laughs> Robocop up to a fucking webcam. This is class. I don't think I'll ever really part with this. Buy it off you, mate. Buy it off you. Tenor. I'll never part with it. Tenor. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm I would joking. happily pay a tenner for that. I'm joking. I would. <laughs> hey, if I if I would part with it, I would just give it to you. But I'm not going to part with it. No, the new. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> not ready for that. Um, but it's class, huh? So let's talk about the good old fashioned stop motion, which we don't see enough of anymore. I know. Um, the stop motion. Don't tell is, though. What's that? You can total tell though. You can tell though, but there's good stop motion and there's bad stop motion. Yeah, yeah. And this film is fully good stop motion. Um, <clears throat> there is most of the stop motion, in fact, basically all of it is to do with Ed Two Hundred Nine, um, and it was done Aye. by Phil Tippett, who is a Goliath in the the world of stop motion uh, photography. Um, to me, it still actually looks really good. Um, the <clears throat> Excuse me. Ed 209, they did have a giant Ed 209 built, but it was just a prop. It was essentially a statue that actors could stand next to and talk. Um, uh, hang on a minute. My fucking mic arm's giving me jip. Get to that age. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me, COVID. And uh, so I, they, had, they had this... Kind of full size. That's uh, even that's cool though. Just having a full size Ed Two Hundred Nine built for that. Oh, nice. For Dick Jones to stand next to and see how good it's going to be before it mashes the guy. Um, and then the rest of it was done using stop motion. Uh, there was a couple of shots of Robocop that were stop motion as well, but only when it was interacting with Ed Two Hundred Nine. Wow. Um, I'm a big fan of stop motion. Um, right. Phil, Phil Tippett, who did the stop motion in the film. He released a film a couple of years back that I watched the other day called Mad God. It is an absolute fever dream. Yeah, stop motion. It's this strange wee guy going through what looks like different circles of hell on some kind of mission that you don't really know. It, 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 trying to figure out what's going on is basically impossible, but fuck me, it's visually impressive. And it's it's horrible. It's why it's like sometimes got like saw levels of violence in it and stop motion. Um, wow. But it's worth watching. It's on Shudder. If anybody's got a Shudder subscription, it's worth watching. Um, but I, I'm not sure if Shudder's worth it. Is it? I use it quite a lot. Maybe then. I I I, I do I do use it quite a lot. A lot of the time it's it's utter trash, but I like utter trash sometimes. Um, fucking clash, man. <laughs> I watch stuff on all the time. See, see, right, I go, hmm, should I watch this? And I hover over it so I get a trailer. See when the wife goes like that? What the fuck is that? I go, right, that's how I know it's worth a watch. Play. <laughs> <laughs> you were not to win the fight tonight. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, definitely check out Chuck Steele, classy stop motion action movie. Oh, I will. I've actually, I actually heard of that. The guy kind of looks a bit like Johnny Bravo, if I remember right. Chuck Steele. Craig can keep okay. me right on that. Well, um, we need to actually do another um, watch along very soon. Night of the Tampire. Trampire. <laughs> that looks fucking 
phenomenal. Chuck Steele does look like Johnny Bravo. Right, so I'm right. Fucking okay. epic. That <laughs> um, looks fucking epic. What? Where the fuck was this shit, man? Do you know what the problem is? Do you know what the problem is? There's too much now. Back in the day, you used to go to a video store, and that's where you would find it. Now there's just too much. It's hard to find. The thing but is, glad... one one of the other. Um... Oh, I just... um, I think I've seen that. No, I've seen the host. It's a different thing. Yeah, host. Um, um, yeah, it uh, looks all right. We'll definitely check that out. But but you're right though that there's so much, so much out there. The new and there's there's the problem is you, you get a lot of good stuff that's badly marketed and a lot of terrible stuff that's very well marketed. So you can't really decide what to watch because yeah. like there's a new film now on Netflix called The Mother. With Jennifer Lopez, and the trailer makes it look good. I watched it; it was eight, and I checked on IMDb. It's like a five. I'm like, I'm not going to bother then, because I, I I only give my time to low scoring films on IMDb when I know it's going to be fun. Hmm. But for a film like that, it looks like it looks like it's supposed to be serious. So when it comes to a five, I'm like, nah, fuck it, I'm not going to bother. Because I'm probably just going to end up bored. No, um, I watched it. It was all right. It's no, it didn't break the wheel. It's no nothing new. Mm. If anything, if anything, I've got a wee hang, a few things, but is that it? Mark Am I Dogger right, says. Am I right in saying that the original trailer for Robocop had the Terminator music over it? I'm going to double check that in a second. Marv Dogger says that there's a movie that came out before Robocop called The Vindicator. Oh, I saw was the Velocipasta there with similar plot. Great effects by Stan Winston. Hey, Stan Winston's phenomenal. But let me just check this Terminator shite. Um, so it's a, ah, original, they... an original Robocop trailer. Or, let's see, you, right? You're going to bring it up? Yeah, I'll have to. <clears throat> and for anyone that's watching this now, not live, uh, you won't see it because I had to remove it because YouTube was like, I fucking tell you. <laughs> stop I mean, using stuff. promotional materials to promote stuff, you dicks. And saying stuff about folk. I know, I know. I do it all the time. I'm like, here, the fucking studio. Even investing cinema, can seem like a game. Studio, give me but the permission risks involved to use are very real, and, and the money Facebook's definitely. Like, is. Investing. No, and I'm like, I've got Don't fucking get permission. Invest smart right. with the financial and conduct like, right, authority. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Orion. Just seeing the Orion logo used to bring excitement into my heart. The fastest reflexes modern technology has to offer onboard computer-assisted memory. That's totally Terminator. You can hear it. That's Fidel. Robocop. This guy's really good. He's not a guy, he's a machine. I like that though, they were like, oh, we need a score for the trailer. Fuck it, just use Terminator. It's the same, it's the same studio, arrest. we've got the rights. Right. You better back up, pal! Your move, creep. Yeah, my brother was uh, Orion distributed. Um, you have Robocop. the right to remain silent. You have the but it right works. to an attorney. Anything you say. Why are they doing that? 
because it works. That's why. And the, the, it's the same <laughs> studio. They can. So why not? Everywhere you sit. You're dead. We killed you. His memory is admissible as evidence. You're gonna have to kill. That theme man does shit to me. Oh, does he? Oh, apparently that scene where they blow up the gas station actually set other shit on fire and they got in real trouble of the fucking fire brigade when they had to come out. Yeah. Yeah. They were just like, oh, sorry. That's mental that they actually used the Terminator. They used to, they used to do a lot, man. They, like, if you a lot of old movie trailers, um, if it was a film made by the same studio, they would they would use a similar um, a similar themed film score to promote the the next film. Why? So I wonder. So basically, Brad Fidel is he's attached to te- to the Robocop. Um. No. No. I'd take it. <laughs> I'd, I'd, oh, aye. Brad Fidel, Terminator, Robocop. That's what I would say. That's Who actually I mean. did the theme tune for Robocop? Would have been That's a great idea, Craig. Would have been cool if it wasn't OCP but Skynet. If they'd made it the same universe at different times. That would be cool. Oh, in fact, well, there was I... a game. Terminator versus Robocop was a game for the Commodore. Yeah, aye, I don't count games as bringing things together. That's it's fucking games in it, um, <clears throat> but the I'm or pretty the sure. Last of us, though, but... I, I, I'm pretty sure Murphy's Murphy's date of death was October 2029, which is pretty significant. The guy's called Basil Polidorius. Basil Polidorius, right? Do you know who he is? Aye, he wrote the theme tune for Robocop. <laughs> Whoop to do, Basil. Skynet is nearly here. Skynet is nearly here. But this is so different from Terminator because he's no, he's no AI. He's an actual right. man that kind of. He's not a baddie either. <laughs> well, and and at first he does kind of come across as like just AI, but then it's like he then is like, yo, I'm not just AI, right? Yeah. He's like, yo, my name is... I'm not just I. <laughs> what are you looking at? I'm not looking at anything. Bullshit. You're looking, you're looking down and you're distracted because you didn't laugh when I went, I. It's the trailer for the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai and it looks fucking class. I need to watch it when I get time. <laughs> it looks too yeah. good. Hey, Nancy Allen, by the way, where did she go? Um, away. <laughs> so you don't see her in much now, right? That happens to most of them. Everybody well, has a everybody has a prime, and that's it. Do you know what I mean? Nah, because there's some actors that just don't go away, even though you want them to. Nancy Nancy Allen. Oh, she's got a full head of white hair now. She's actually really. She's quite like Laurie Strode. She's quite she's like pretty, to be fair. Um, would you? Fuck I. <laughs> I'm not even going. No, nah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to uh, dance around that one. Um, I effing wed. Uh, so the last thing, last thing she was in was 2008. That's a long time ago. 
Yeah, she's retired. That's it. She's obviously retired. That's the thing, though. <laughs> Acting <laughs> seems to be that one profession where so many people just never retire. It's like everybody should have the right to just go, right, that's me. I'm going to go on cruises for the rest of my life and burst football. Didn't, didn't that last from Dirty Dancing retire to go and look after her kids? She had it with that guy. It's like, wherever you go. Mind him. She got with him. Penny. She got with him. And she had kids and she just, and I think that's admirable where she was at the peak of her career. And she was like, Ken, what? Nah, I'm hating kids. Which, by the way, is a job to itself. People say, uh, why is your shelf moving? What shelf? The shelf right behind you with a, with a candle on it. That might explain why Robocop fell. It's no moving. It, it did a second ago. It's no moving. Is the wheel Shall for I... your chair maybe touching it? My wheel is nowhere near it. I swear it was moving. Look, I'll show you. Oh, yeah. Oh. Jeezy peeps, man. <laughs> I can't show you. Oh Can't no, because it disconnects. <laughs> um, aye. So let's let's uh, oh, pardon me. Let's let's put a bow on on Robocop. As far as Robocop goes, I don't think I look at Robocop as a franchise. Robocop to me is a movie. Mm-hmm. Right, where's Terminator? For me, Terminator 1 and 2 and 3. I know you're not into 3. 3 is good for me, right? So for me, Terminator 1 to 3. Robocop is just Robocop. Never mm. in the story. I kind of count the third one. No too big on the second. The first one, though, is... So there are, there are certain movies where I'll just exclude everything. And this is one of them. However, I kind of thought the second one was all right. The third one was like, what are you doing? What are you actually doing, man? <laughs> Uh, Peter Weller didn't even come back for the third one. It's always it's always a bad sign where the the lead character doesn't come back. The lead actor doesn't come back. Mm-hmm. It's never it's never a good thing. Thing is though, <clears throat> it's easy done though because all you need is a chin at that point. You don't need Murphy. You could but still, still use... but still I need his chin. <laughs> don't know like that's a t-shirt. Fresh, I need it? his chin. <laughs> <laughs> um. By the way, what did you think of the remake? Uh, I thought it would have been... I actually thought it's better than I expected it to be. Correct. I think it would have been better if studio involvement wasn't so hefty. Because what happened was they were setting out to make a real Robocop remake. It was going to be balls to the wall, violent as fuck, bloody and gory. But then they went over budget and the studio was like, we have to make it a twelve. 12a or fucking pg-13 and that's where it, it, that's where it just fell off the, the rails but i don't think it's a bad film in fact this, the great scene cast. the scene where it shows you when it shows you murphy kind of seeing himself or what's left of him is fucking heartbreaking yeah could you imagine looking in a mirror and seeing the all that's left of you is your head your your arm and your lungs and heart in a glass case. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's fucking sore, man. Yeah. Um, Samuel Jackson cool, was great in it. He was. He looked cool. I don't, I, and I'm fine. By the way, if you're going to remake something, do make it your own. 
Make it new. Don't don't carbon copy the original. This this is the frustrating thing about people that moan about remakes. They're like, oh, they remade it and it was totally different to the original. Right, okay, we'll remake it again. We'll make it exactly the same as the original. Oh, they remade it and it was the same as the original. What the fuck do you actually want? I know. What what do you actually want? Oh, I just want fan service and for the director to tickle my balls while I watch it. Fuck off. No. That feels nice. <laughs> there, there, there has to be, there's, there's a cutoff point where a remake has to be different. It, it has to be different. There, there, there's no... <laughs> it's the same with Halloween 2000 and was it 6? Which one? Was it? Oh, it was 2007. When Rob Zombie remade Halloween. I love that. People people can gripe, but it was different. It had to be, and that's what John Carpenter told him. Make something, but do your own thing. You're not going to give them the same thing. Otherwise, mm. just watch the original. You're just trying to... It's like sketching a, a, an original painting, and you're sketching it. Why the fuck would you do that? Take the idea, the concept, and, and do something new with it, right? Because that's refreshing. And for the, for the last 10, 15 years, the best thing I saw was a remake where they totally done something new with it was Pet Cemetery. I was all right with this, with that. I was all right because I was like, "Oh, smart motherfucker, y'all got me. Well done, you sneaky bastards. You, you, you made me think it was gonna happen, and it didn't fucking happen, did it? <laughs> I thought, I thought, good on you. Have the balls to go for it, and right. I respect it even so much more. And I think Robocop the remake was. See when Todd tells me. Oh, you need to fucking check that out. And it's about a remake. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> it's like, check out. And and they do pay homage to the original design of Robocop. They do pay it in, in the film. Mm -hmm. So I quite I'm quite happy that they, they, they remade that. I don't think there'll be a sequel though. It's been a while. 2014, I think that came out. No, I think I don't think it did well. I think it died in its arse. But I think that if the studios stayed big out shadow, of it, though. If, I mean, if the studios stayed out of it and let them make that over-the-top, overly violent, overly gory Robocop film, the right people would have gone and seen it and they would have found its audience and they could have went, right, awesome. Even if even if it, it didn't make a lot of money, I guarantee you it would have made more money than it did bringing it out as a 12 because you bring a Robocop movie out as a 12, its core audience are just not going to see it. Because yeah. they're like, nah, they fucking twelved it. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's it. I've kind of made that an expression in in, in my mind. Well, it's it's like Expendables three, they fucking twelved it. Don't twelve things. If you start out as an eighteen, keep it an eighteen, or at least give us a fucking two disc edition where we get what what you planned and what you gave. Because... But there has to be honesty behind it. It's like here's the studio edition. Here's studio edition, mate. That's brilliant. Studio I bet, edition. I bet here's the studio edition. Here's the what we actually wanted to show you edition. Because the studio edition is is the the one that's been interfered with. It would be interesting to see what the figures stacked up against. I'm all about figures being in the movie industry these days, right? It's all about the figures, and I can tell you, and I. People get excited for an 18-rated film in the cinema because it's so fucking rare these days. 
It's so rare to get an 18 rated film because everybody just wants to get as many people through the door as possible, regardless of how badly it affects the quality of the film that they're bringing out. And Correct. it's so frustrating. It is. It's on the way, other way around as well, though. Marv Dogger says, Dread got it right so much better than the Stallone movie. Hey, there's a part in the Stallone movie of Dread that actually got me when I was a kid. And I thought, that looks fucking sad, man. And the guy's talking to Stallone and he gets stabbed right through the fucking chest. And it kind of comes up a bit. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> that always stuck with me. I was like, that looks fucking sad, man. <laughs> the bit that always stuck with me for that film was with Rob Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> Stallone said something to him and he, he just kind of went off the handle. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, Mr. I am the law. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I did. By the I way, did. Stallone, I've I, I seen an interview with Dolph Lundgren recently. And yeah, i seen the Stallone, same one. Stallone was a bit of a dick to him, eh? Uh-uh. And I tend to believe that um, Lundgren is a sweet guy. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting to see, though. By the way, that and but again, it's, back... it's it's the Michelle Kesey thing. You don't uh, want your childhood villains being sweet guys. You want them to be assholes. But no, he seems like a genuinely nice, intelligent man. I would love. I'm going to actually write an email after this. I would love to have Dolph Lundgren on this show. Hundred percent. Can you imagine that? Uh, Universal Soldier, motherfucker. Universal Soldier, fucking He Man. He's my He Man. <laughs> He's my He Man. My He Man. He's my He Man. He has not forgotten. I don't think. I think he's still doing very well. But he, what, what a guy. What a, what a fucking move. What a stud. To the point where Stallone was like, "Stay the fuck away from my wife." During Rocky Four, like, what a guy. He's the original Brock Lesnar. <laughs> he is. If he dies, he dies. Just so fucking cold, man. He's he's Paul Phoenix from Tech. Mate, mate, I, see. Again, we're not talking about Robocop anymore. Um his performance in Universal Soldier is phenomenal. He's great as a baddie, and he had so much fun with it as well. So much fun. <laughs> holds up that it's necklace phenomenal. I'm all ears by the way by the way I've been t- speaking to uh, Beans Goldblum Steed himself who made Dick Dynamite Yeah, and I think between us all we should be able to make the expendables of all the worst movies like we get Samurai Cop we get Tommy Wiseau I think we could fucking do that that'd be amazing all the worst movies you put all the you put them all in one. I don't know. It's a tough one, man, because when you deliberately set out to make a bad movie, you just get a bad movie. When you try and make something good, regardless of how bad it, you, it actually turns out, that's the ones that end up being gems. <laughs> like Bademic. <laughs> <was out. sighs> that guy, what a fud. But uh, I'm I'm very happy we've covered Robocop because can we talk about one more thing? I I think generally it holds up really well. What Mm -hmm. the fuck happened at the end when Dick Jones fell out the window? (laughs) What happened to his fucking arms? And how did nobody go? Maybe we should give that another bash. Uh, 
Do you not notice how long his arms are when he falls out the window? Oh! He looks like one of the wheelers for Return to Oz. <laughs> return? That's what it is. I thought that was the secret garden, and I'm going to my wife. Ah, there's these things with big fucking long arms. It was Return to Oz. Aye. They were terrifying. Return to Oz is a terrifying film for a kid's film. That's what it was. The wheelers. They're quite scary. I thought it was a secret. Come here, chicken. Get over here. Right, aye. Aye. Yeah, I think that's fucked up. I think Robocop does hold up, though, by the way. It does hold up. It does. It's class. And I think the bad guys are great bad guys. The vi- Everybody in that movie... The standard of acting in that film for what that film could have and should have been is is what elevates it to to the level that it's at, and which is why it's not shit. Yeah, you know, because Clans Borica was only like forty four in that film. How old is? Uh, Was it? Why do Americans look so old when they're so young, but then look so young when they're so fucking old? I don't get it. I don't get the age different. The age different. Mm, I know. I know. Um, For me, I'll always. (laughs) Robocop will always be a wee, a wee treasure, a wee, a wee part in the in the soul, like never-ending story. And that's because I have so many memories growing up, and Robocop was the cool thing. It's lost mm. now on all the new generation, but it's class. The movie's class. I said to Harry that <laughs> was the gone idea, but I was like, Harry, you want to watch Robocop with me? He's like, Nah. I was like, Come on, man, just watch Robocop with me. And I would have put on the I would have put on the version that doesn't have a more cut. Um but I was like, Do you want me? He wasn't up for it. Didn't they sound interesting to him? So I think Robocop dies with our generation, J Mac. <sighs> just what you're saying there's like I tried to get Harry to watch Robocop with me. A friend of mine, when he was a kid, uh-huh. had social services at his door. <laughs> at his Why? door. <laughs> Because he's seen the fly when he was in primary three. <laughs> ah, the fly, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Social services fly. came to his fucking fly. house. Because he's seen the fly. Because he's seen the that's fly. Not, that's nothing, man. You're like, Harry, I'm on watch Robocop, we man. <laughs> it would have been the cut version. Um, oh, that one that we showed earlier on. <laughs> it would have been that. That you've just found out about. <laughs> no, because I've got the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray gives you the option. <laughs> I found it what it was like because it was the first time seeing it. Who's going to hmm. watch the, the cut version when you're on your own? Um, but I've got the Blu-ray that's got it all in it. So I would have watched that with him. But he wasn't up for it. And that's a testament to where things are. What yeah. he said to me. Would you know what he said to me? Fortnite has a Robocop skin. <sighs> that makes my bum hole twitch mate but it's a sign of the time see as man. soon as I hear the word Fortnite and it's no somebody telling me that something's happening in two weeks I just fucking <laughs> smack somebody Ross says it holds up because the dialogue is quotable I'd buy that for a dollar <laughs> Ross you're firing on all cylinders my friend um, correct mate it's got a lot of things about it theme song quotable can you fly Bobby <laughs> It's got, it's got everything. everything. I gave the man Can you fly, Bobby? Can you fly, Bobby? <laughs> it's got everything you want. 
from the iconic walk to how he looks, the theme song, it, it, it screams of 80s. And I think that's where it shall yeah. forever be now. But it's terrifyingly more relevant now than it's probably ever been. Socially, yeah. Yeah, socially, politically, and general life is shitedly. Uh hi. Bye. I'm looking forward to Robocop Doc, which is called RoboDoc. And <laughs> we will probably have to get the guys on, our good friends that made the documentary when it comes out. They're all over right now winning awards for the story of it. They've just released Hollywood Nightmares, which I'm going to go and get on Blu-ray. I like to collect all their stuff. The good friends of ours, fucking proper stand-up guys. So make sure you go and check out them. They're, they're at Cult Screenings or Dead Mouse Productions. Follow them. Those guys are phenomenal. And we'll get them back on at some point. And guys, you have stuck with us through the Robocop deep dive. And you clearly are Robocop fans. So thank you all. In fact, let's go through everybody. Right? We've got Tati Soup, which is Liam Short. Thank you for tuning in. Matthew Min, the ultra talented fucking I can't even put it into words. Can't even put it into words. Marv Dogger, you know, fucking wee legend. <laughs> Ross Caldwell, who should have had a seat at this table because he's clearly in love with he's a uh, big Robocop. Fan. Big yes. Fan. Hey, we should <clears throat> get him something next time we're out at the in the scenes with the actors and stuff. And Lander, as always, man, she's got the power. Uh, I don't do you like Robocop? <laughs> Do you like the PlayStation? <laughs> I like the PlayStation. I heard it saw like that rapper music. Because <laughs> like I've heard park? it. And I like it. I like it. <laughs> aye, that is good. Aye. <laughs> aye. Thank you all for joining us tonight. And whoever whoever's watching and doesn't comment, I can see the wee figures though. Janice was absent. Where was Janice? I know Janice. What the fuck, oh, man? I'm a Janice. Fucking... <laughs> I'm just joking. Nah, she'll be she'll be out in the randon, man. <laughs> <laughs> Her and Big Ray will be giving it wildy, man. So she's out fausting the town, man. <laughs> fausting. You're getting fausting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'd be drinking rum. Matthewman says he likes rum. Wait, I'm gonna call what's her husband's name? Ray. Ray. I'm going to call him Uncle Fauster. <laughs> Uncle Fauster. Uh, I've got some rum. Right. Um, aye. Class. Fucking thank you all for checking us out tonight and sticking with us on a Sunday night. Your week ahead will be glorious because you've started off right. Well, you've ended this week, class. Uh, next What's happening? week. What's happening next week? Next week, J-Max away fucking treasure hunting along the <laughs> seven seas. In some fucking car place. There once was a ship that put to sea. The name of the ship was the belly of tea. The wind came up and her bow dipped down. Oh, blow my bully boys blow. Soon may the willowman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the dunging's done, we'll take her leave and go. Oi! I was expecting a fart at the end of that. Ah, uh, uh, if only won't be joining us. I know. You should have brewed it. J Mac won't be with us next week. Uh, but Ash. Well, Ash Price, who is a crazy mad fucking magician guy, all into the paranormal stuff. 
He'll be with us. Fee and Kieran. He's a bit himself. like Darren Brown. A bit like Darren um, Darren Brown. Yeah, yeah. It'll be class. It'll be class. We're gonna pick his brain. By the way, I might make it. Ah. Uh, it depends what time I finish this thing. Well, tell me, tell me. Uh, you need to let me know early because see all I this shit that you I see. Can't, I cannot let you know early. All I need you to do is send me the link. And the if thing I can is, make though, it, I'll come in. See all this shit you see, the Robocop and the JMAC. I have to prepare this. So if I pre- if I don't prepare it with you, then it has to look a different way. I just and don't put the names it. on it. Mm. Just if you, you know don't what I'll do, I'll alternate. Names I'll alternate. I'll alternate. I'll pre- I'll prepare one with you and without you. It's probably about twenty minutes extra work, but you're worth it. Aye. So I might. I, I will try my best. I might make it. Right. Oh, okay. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And the week yeah. after that, I believe we'll be doing a Dick Dynamite episode with Steed, ex guitar oh. player of. Yes, we're going to do an episode with him. Um, ex guitar player. Something Dick Dynamite related that I didn't know fucking anything about. <laughs> well, we don't have to talk <laughs> just about Dick Dynamite, but the, he's an ex ex guitarist of worldwide famous band, The Exploited. He's traveled the world. Um, he's chilled with Ozzy Osbourne. Fucking. He's got stories, um, but phenomenal guy, brilliant filmmaker, and we're also going to do a live in-person podcast very soon with the guy that kick-started this movement on Hunters of Thy Profile <laughs> and how it all came to be. That'll be a live in-person, and I and there's some stuff coming up. All I'll say is there's some stuff coming up, so hit the subscribe button if you have any, right? If it's no for you, then they tune in, right? If it is, tune the fuck in. Tell your pals about it. Give us a wee, a wee review on whatever. YouTube, Apple, iTunes, all that shit helps. But we're not going to beg because this is what we do for fun. And that's what it is. It's fun. And if you guys enjoy it, we enjoy it. And you guys stick with us. Not all you's comment, but he's watch. I can see you. Um, but thanks. Very much appreciate it. And... We'll very much do the best we can to give you guys everything that, that you want from us. So if you want something, tell us. Scotland at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, all those cool places. Fucking get in contact. You want something, we can provide. J-Mac, anything you'd like to say before we're fucking blast the credits, my man? Uh, just another wee thank you to everybody for tuning in. And You're uh, all you're all legends. Please keep, keep coming back. If you keep coming back, we'll keep getting better. I promise. There's <laughs> no guarantees, but we'll do our best. <laughs> Stop fucking up easy, my clothes, are you a prick? <laughs> <laughs> Take easy, guys. End it then. In other news, J-Max figured out how to turn off his fucking cam.
What the fuck, man? What the fuck? 